2: The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. (laughs) The makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with those accomplished accomplices, Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and your old racine shifter, Harlow Wilcox. The writing is done from memory by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie, and the music is dreamed up by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Thank you. Why did you put that linoleum on your kitchen floor? Wasn't it to make your kitchen a brighter, more cheerful place to work in and to save yourself lots of work? Right. But uh, if you don't take proper care of linoleum, it loses its beauty. And if you scrub it continually, it breaks down and becomes more and more difficult to keep good looking. That's why linoleum manufacturers themselves recommend that you preserve your floor coverings by applying a protective film of Johnson's glow Coat. After that, you just wipe it off occasionally with a damp cloth and it fairly sparkles. Glowcoat is, of course, self-polishing. It needs no rubbing or buffing, requires practically no work at all. Simply apply and let dry. In 20 minutes, your floors are beautifully polished and shining, never streaked or uneven. If you want your linoleum and other floors to look lovelier and save hours of work in the bargain, by all means, use Johnson's Self-Polishing Glowcoat. Glowcoat. A beautiful, cold, clear day in Wistful Vista. The kind of winter day that puts jingle bells in your arteries. The inviting, exciting, exhilarating sort of day which, if you're smart, you'll spend at home by the fireplace. Like Fibber McGee and Molly. <clears throat>
3: I don't think I've ever seen such a beautiful winter day, McGee. Is it cold out?
4: Cold? I had to walk down the front steps backwards because my sheepskin coat kept turning its tail into the wind.
3: (laughs) Why did you go out? Get the mail. Why, the mailbox is on the front porch. Why did you have to go down the steps?
4: Get in that gag about the sheepskin coat. Although I could have stayed on the porch and just said that when I came back in, my wristwatch was blowing on its hands.
3: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh my, it's an awful thing when a man has to be a comic just to go out and get the gas bill. <laughs> <laughs> Any more evidence of ham and the meat packers will assign you a picket. <laughs> Any mail for me, dearie? Ah,
4: just routine stuff. Gas bill, meat bill, do bill, grocery bill, electric bill. An imitation... Oh, boy, I wish we could do it. Do what? Go to the Winter Sports Carnival at Petoskey, Michigan. Oh. Look, we got an invitation. February 1st to February 9th.
3: We got an invitation from the Miami Chamber of Commerce last year that was good for all winter.
4: (laughs) Ah, but them winter sports, how I love them. The clear ring of skates on the ice. The joyous yells of the bobsleders.
3: And the happy crackle of ankle bones on the ski slide.
4: (laughs) Remember what a skater I used to be, Molly? Remember how I used to take a racing start and leap over nine empty barrels side by side?
3: As I remember it, you also did it end over end.
4: (laughs) Ah, boy, what a skater I was. Remember how Shipstead and Johnson used to come out to the rink and watch me for hours on end, getting pointers? They always said they'd learned a great deal from me. Hmm.
3: They do burlesque comedy on skates, don't
4: they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, when I used to go out on the ice, people would kinda of gasp and say, Boy, look at that figure eight.
3: Yeah, and then somebody else would say, And look, he can skate too.
4: <laughs> you know, this makes me hanker to put on my old keen cutters and go out to Dugan's Lake, Molly. What do you say we go out oh, to Oh,
3: now look, Pat, let us not delude ourselves. Hmm? We are no longer children. Personally, I have arrived at the age where I'd rather spectate than participate.
4: Ah, spectate my clavicle. Put a pair of skates on them pretty little feet of yours, and you'd make the rest of them young tomatoes look like percheron. <laughs> Go on. Come on, Molly, what do you
5: say? We'll rent a couple of pair of skates from the block. Glop-
4: come
3: in. Oh, hello there, Dr. Gamble. Do
5: come in. Hello, Molly. And how are you, bubblegum?
4: <laughs> Hi, a
5: fever chart. Hey, Doc, Molly has an idea we're a little long in years to
4: go ice skating. What do you think,
5: Doc, huh? (laughs) Well, to be brutally frank, Crouch Pouch, you're too old to take up anything more violent than drawing mustaches on advertisements. If you'll take the advice of your family physician, and if you do, it'll be the first time, you'll strap nothing on your feet that hasn't got a blue jay on the container.
3: a terrible hankering to go skating, Doctor. And really, he used to be very good at it.
4: Good? I was terrific. Come on out to Lake Dugan with us, Doc, and I'll give you a few elementary lessons. What do you say? It'll be the first time Dugan's Lake ever had a quack on it in
5: midwinter. <laughs>
6: <laughs> no
5: thanks, little boy Blow. Although I may be on hand to revive you when they haul you out of a hole in the ice. <laughs> if I live long enough, there are two phrases which will make me a rich man. One... I drive better when I've had a few drinks. And two, let's skate out a little farther.
3: You know, there's a, a third one, too, Doctor. A new one. And I quote, there's a storm up ahead, let's fly through it. Unquote.
4: So you won't skate, eh, Aerosmith? Should we do that again? <laughs> you don't trust yourself out where you haven't got a patient's wrist to hang on to, eh?
5: Listen, mouse muscle, I haven't got time... I'll get it. I'll get it. Hello? Yeah? Who? Sure, Doc. Thanks. (laughs) Hello. Gamble speaking. Who? Oh, yes, Doctor. You developed the X-ray plates? I see. Small gastric ulcer, hmm? I'm sorry to hear it. Well, thank you very much, Doctor, and send the bill to me. Bye. Hey, hey, hey. Why send the bill to you, Doc? Why not? It's my ulcer. (laughs) Well, have fun at Dugan's Lake, Stumblebum. And you too, Molly.
3: Well, thank you, Doctor. It might do us both good at that to get out for a little while. Say, didn't you skate when you were a boy?
5: He never was a boy.
4: (laughs) He was born with sideburns and a case full of sodium bicarbonate.
5: As a matter of fact, friends, I was a bit of a no-good when I was a boy. I thought if a man shot a good game of pool and could pedal a little bootleg hooch without getting caught, he'd really get somewhere. And when I found out where he'd get, I decided I didn't want to go there. <laughs> you know what I wish.
3: What, Doctor?
5: I wish that every boy, when he reaches the age of 18, could read his own obituary and then either correct it or live up to it. See you
2: later. <laughs> Billy Mills and the Orchestra and Atlanta GA.
4: Come on, Molly, let's go out to Dugan's Lake. We can stop someplace and I'll rent you a pair of skates. I, I might even buy you a pair.
3: Oh, now, please, McGee, let's not be childish. Uh, I'm in better condition than you are and I'm much too brittle to go ice skating.
4: Oh, you'll never know such a thing. I see guys skating out there all the time, and women, too, that are old enough to be your grandmothers. <laughs> Gee whiz, don't you remember how we used to waltz together on skates?
3: Yes, but I'm afraid I'd sit most of them out now. <laughs> the hard way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, come in. Hello there, kids. I just seen that Gamble across town. He says you were going to go skating out to Dugan's Lake. So I come busting right over. Oh, you want to go with us, old timer? Nope. Just wanted to tell you I couldn't make it today. <clears throat> Got to get my hair done.
3: Oh, getting a finger wave, Mr. Game?
1: Nope. Cooking a rabbit for supper, daughter. <laughs>
4: You a pretty good cook, Rupert. Hey! I says are i I
1: you... sure am, Johnny. I, when I was in the Seabees out there in the Solomon Islands, I was made camp cook for 1,100 men. One noon, I made them an omelet that...
5: Oh, 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 wait a
4: minute. Wait a minute there, Rupert. You made one omelet for 1,100 men? How many eggs did that take?
1: Forty-two shovels full, Johnny. We used powdered eggs.
3: How on earth did you cook an omelet that big?
1: Hey! She said how... Well, did... sir, kid. <laughs> concrete mixer, set her out on the runway, shoveled the eggs in, added 50 gallons of powdered milk, five pounds of salt, two pounds of pepper, stuck a fire hose into it, turned it on, and beat the
6: gong for lunch.
1: (laughs) Boys
3: said it was the best omelet they ever ate. Yeah, but all those ingredients were cold. How did
1: you cook it without heat? Hey, how did you cook it? Without (laughs) heat! Without heat on a concrete runway in the Solomon Islands at high noon?
6: (laughs) Are you kidding, Johnny?
3: Uh, were you a cook all the time you were in the Seabees? Hey!
6: Were you a cook? Nope. <laughs> 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 Had a little
1: accident. Had a little accident. They took me off the job. Seems like I was making me a big tureen full of vegetable soup one evening, and a seaplane mistook it for a lagoon and landed in it. <laughs> Would have been all right, but he cracked up on a ham bone I'd threw in for flavoring, and I got court-martialed for obstructing navigation. <laughs>
6: Well, they
3: should have given you credit for designing a new airplane, a split P-38.
6: <laughs>
1: That's pretty good, daughter, but that ain't the way I heard it. We, way, way I hear it, one feller says, the say. feller says, says, I see where there's a filibuster going on in Congress. What's a filibuster? Well, says Tutterfeller, a filibuster is where a bunch of guys that hate music gang up around the jukebox with $40 and nickels to keep you from playing America the
6: Beautiful. <laughs> See you later, kid. <laughs>
4: Oh dear. Well, how about it, money? Are you going? Are you going skating with me? Oh, on? now please, McGee.
3: You go if you want to.
4: Oh, come on. We'll take it easy. I'll build a big fire at the edge of the lake, and we can roast some weenies. What do you say?
3: When I was a girl, and somebody had suggested such an excursion, wild horses couldn't have held me at home. Well, but now that both the horses and I are older and smarter, I don't oh, think.
2: Hello, that folks. Say, I hope you're not planning on going anywhere today. That air is sharp enough to appear on information, please.
4: As a matter of fact, Junior, I was trying to persuade Molly to go ice skating with me.
3: With, he might add, little or no success, Mr. Wilcox.
2: Ice skating? Aren't you being a little eccentric, pal? I'll bet you haven't been on a pair of skates for 30 years.
3: He's been on a lot of thin ice, however.
4: (laughs) Junior, ice skating is an art which once mastered is indelibly printed on a man's mind and muckles. (laughs) I could put on a pair of runners right now and make Sonia Henney look like a barefoot kid walking across a field full of hot rocks.
2: That's tall talk, pal. Mighty tall talk. Did you ever skate professionally?
3: Well, he says he had a skating act in Vaudeville, Mr. Wilkins. Why,
4: certainly. I and a guy by the name of Fred Nittany from Starved Rock, Illinois. He played every theater in the United States. Almost. Go on. With an ice skating act? What'd you do for ice? Oh, I just give the bellboy two bits, and I said, Oh, you mean ice for the... (laughs) You mean to skate on in our act? Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. Yes, uh, McGee, uh, how many theaters had freezing units on the stage? None of them.
4: We didn't use ice. We
2: carried a huge sheet of plate glass we used to skate on. Plate glass, eh? Plate glass. You, uh, skated on a sheet of plate glass with ice skates? With ice skates.
4: At the end of our act, we'd attach glass cutters to our skate blades and cut the words thank you folks on the plate glass. (laughs) Oh, it was a wild finish. I remember one performance in Snake Naval, Idaho.
3: <laughs> I'll bet just a sheet of plate glass was a sensation there.
2: Snake Naval, Idaho? huh Well, I played there myself with a road show. No. Well,
3: now isn't this cozy. What did you do there, Mr. Wilcox?
2: Well, I played the cruel overseer of the plantation in a play called The Pixie from Dixie. Or Are You a Mason Dixon? <laughs> I... I walked around with a black snake whip and a big mustache, snarling at the slaves and making eyes at Miss Nancy Lou, the colonel's daughter. In the last act, I doubled as the colonel, Colonel Jefferson Clay. That was before you went commercial, wasn't it, Junior? No, 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 no. I was working for Johnson's Wax even then.
3: While you were on the stage?
2: Sure. It was a great setup. You see, in the second act, we had an interior of the big plantation house. The curtain went up on me slashing Miss Nancy Lou across the shoulders with my bull whip and saying, meaning no disrespect, Miss Nancy... I can't allow you all to demean yourself by scrubbing them floors, ma'am. That there's powerful hard work. <laughs> and she'd look up at me and say, But Desmond, she'd say. Desmond, that was my name in the play. Oh, yeah. But Desmond, she'd say. Polishing floors with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat ain't work. It's fun. <laughs> Sounds like, can you top this? <laughs> And then I'd throw down my black snake whip and take Nancy Lou in my arms and say, Look, honey child, you all is quality folks. Otherwise, you wouldn't be using that uh, Johnson's glow coat. But I hates to see my little goldy-haired lady stooping to menial work. that's the legitimate theater, I'd like to see the birth certificate. (laughs) And Nancy Lou would look up at me and say, But Desmond... It's mighty easy to use Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. One just pours a little out, spreads it around, and lets it dry for 20 minutes or so. Please let me do it, Desmond. I have so little beauty in my life.
4: Oh, sure. <laughs> Gee, you
2: know, when we got through with that scene, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Laugh till they cried, eh? <laughs>
3: played the part of Nancy Lou, uh, Marjorie Maine?
2: No, a fellow named Charlie Kylebean. <laughs> he also sold tickets, handled the baggage and scenery, threw out the drunks, and juggled in the oleo. Well, when we had our ice skating, accident, Say, we... pal, we've got to get together one of these days and swap stories. Yeah. I'll bet we've played lots of the same towns. Well, so long now. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, I'd like to have seen Mr. Wilcox in that play.
4: Yeah, me too. What a southern drool he's got. <laughs> he makes Rhett Butler sound like a Minnesota motorman. <laughs> hey, how about it, Molly? You, you go on ice skating with oh, me. Come on, come
3: on. Please, McGee, let's forget oh. it. If either of us fell on that ice, we'd splintered like a plaster cupid.
4: We don't have to do anything fancy, kiddo. Just glide around holding on to each other till we got the right to get the hang of it again. No,
3: no, thank you. No, you go on if you want to. Come in. hello there, Mr. Mayor.
4: Good afternoon, Mrs. McGee. Hello, McGee. Hi, Latrivia, old man. Hey, you care much for
7: winter sports? I can't say that I do, McGee. Uh They're a noisy lot, throwing snowballs at each other and generally making... No, no, no.
3: Ah. No, Mr. Mayor, he meant games like skating and bobsledding and skiing and so on.
7: Oh, oh, I see. Well, I rather enjoyed them when I was younger. I had a nice boat at one time. I'm talking about
4: winter activities, Latrivia.
7: So am I. I said I had a nice boat one time. What good is
3: a boat no matter how nice if you can't use it in the winter?
7: (laughs) I didn't say nice. I said ice. An ice boat. How much did it carry? How much what did it carry?
3: How much ice? Seems to me that a load of ice would be pretty hard to handle in the
7: boat. Uh, just... Just a moment, please. Are you by any chance trying to embroil me in one of those I said this, you said that bits of persiflage?
4: I don't know how you get any such ideas, Atletrivia. My gosh, nobody hates to argue more than we
5: do. <laughs> Shall we start all over? If you don't mind.
3: Glad to, Your Honor. Now then, do you care much for outdoor activities in wintertime?
7: Uh, Not of late, Mrs. McGee. However, when I was a younger man, I spent quite a good tale of time in Canada on snowshoes. What was the matter with them? What was the matter with what?
4: Your snowshoes.
7: There was nothing the matter with them.
4: Well, Then why did you have to spend so much time on them if there was nothing? (laughs) Because.
7: Because I was wearing them. I wouldn't have worn them if there'd been anything the matter with them. I merely... Shall we try
5: again?
3: <laughs> Certainly. You're served, McGee.
5: <laughs> okay.
3: Care much for outdoor sports in wintertime, trivia? Uh, no, I
7: can't say that I do, McGee. Although, when I was a young man, I did uh, quite a bit of bob sledding.
3: Why didn't he do his own?
7: <laughs> Why didn't who do his own what? Why didn't Bob do his own
4: sledding? <laughs> you said you did a lot of bob sledding, and I. I honestly... didn't say anything of the.
7: Or did I? <laughs> of course I did. I remember now. Bob was a rather sickly lad. <laughs> Pulling that heavy sled was rather a task. <laughs> so I did most of his sledding for him. I remember one day we were sitting in our cabin drinking hot buttered cocoa out of Munich Brau Stein.
3: What on earth is a Munich Brau Stein?
7: Well, it's a pewter or earthenware receptacle, sort of a high mug. Hi, Latrivia. How's everything? <laughs> Fine. <laughs>
4: Fine, and with you?
7: Just great. Nice to have seen you. Good day. So long.
2: <laughs> and here are the king's men with Let It Snow. The snowman in the yard is frozen hard. He's a sorry sight
6: to see. If he had a brain, he'd complain. that he wishes he were me. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. But the fire is so delightful, and we've no place to go. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It doesn't show signs of stopping, and I brought some corn for popping. The lights are way down low. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. When we finally get As long as we're together. The fire is slowly dying, and my dear, we're still goodbyeing. But as long as you love me so, let it snow. Oh, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow.
4: That's good,
3: days, McGee. There's a lot of people on Dugan's Lake, considering how chilly it is.
4: Well, when we get to skating, we won't notice the cold.
3: I'm afraid I'll get so cold you won't notice me skating. Here,
4: sit down on this stump while I fix your skates.
3: Okay. Not too tight, now. Not too loose.
4: Oh, don't be so fussy, Snooky. I know how to strap skates on.
3: <laughs> well, if I seem a little spoiled, dearie, it's because I haven't been on ice for so long. <laughs> you know, it's almost. Ah, oh, for goodness' sakes, hello, Mister Wimple.
4: Who? Oh, hi, Wimp.
8: Hello, folks. <laughs>
3: Skating,
8: Mr. Wimple? Oh, no, Mrs. McGee. I just came out because Sweetie Face told me to.
4: What'd she tell you to do,
8: Wimp? She told me she was going to take me outdoors and keep me out till I had roses in my cheeks. Well,
3: that shouldn't take
8: long. Oh, it didn't. I had roses in my cheeks inside of ten minutes. Hmm. But the thorns hurt my mouth, so I spit them out. (laughs)
4: Lots of people skating out here today, Wimp. Ice must be pretty solid.
8: Oh, not too solid, Mr. McGee. See that sign behind you there? The one that says, Danger, Thin Ice?
3: Well, what on earth is it doing up here on the bank?
8: Well, I put it there. It was out in the middle of the lake, but who could read it that far away?
4: Where's Sweetie Face now,
8: Wimple? Gone home? Oh, no such luck, Mr. McGee. She's skating around out there in the lake someplace.
3: Oh. oh, is she a pretty good skater, Mr. Wimple?
8: Oh, no. She's simply terrible. But I told her to go out in the middle of the lake where there was plenty of room.
4: A minute. I thought you said it was dangerous out there. Thin ice.
8: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, enjoy yourselves, folks. He's goodbye now. <laughs>
6: See you later, Winch.
4: Yeah. Now, oh, there you are, Molly. How do the skates feel?
6: Well,
3: I don't know, but I feel nine feet tall.
4: Huh? It's
3: been so long since I. Oh, hold me, McGee.
4: I got you, kid. <laughs> now, take it easy. Relax. Now, well, hang on to me while we walk out onto the ice.
3: What do you mean, hang on to you? Huh? I'll bet you've got bruises on your arm now that look like you'd gone over Niagara Falls in a hairnet. Come on, Come on. Take it easy now.
4: Only a few feet farther now. You're doing fine.
3: I hope I haven't forgotten how to skate. My ankles feel like they were made of wet rope. Ah,
4: here we are. Now, ain't this wonderful? Want to let go of me now and try a few strokes? No, no,
3: I can't say that I do, dearie. <laughs> You skate around and let me hang onto your shoulders, like a slightly overage papoose.
4: Now, <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll catch on to it in a minute, Myga. Go- hey! Hey, that's it. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> how
3: am I doing, McGee?
4: Swell, swell. Now, try a three-change-three and an inside-back rocker.
3: Don't talk nonsense and throw a little sand in front of me. <laughs> I've forgotten how to stop. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, don't stop. I'll catch up with you.
3: Ah, oh, you don't know how glad I am to see you, McGee. Huh. There's nothing to grab onto out here when I feel like falling. If I ever own a skating rink, it'll have trees on it. Oh,
4: you're doing wonderful, Molly. Shall we cross hands and skate together? I tried it with my feet a minute ago, but I didn't like it.
3: <laughs> All right, let's try it. Yeah. Isn't this fun?
4: Yeah.
3: Let's waltz, McGee. Okay. <laughs>
4: boy, oh, boy. Just like back in Peoria. Sure. Remember?
3: I'm all right now. You don't have to hold my hands too tight.
4: I don't have to, but you don't mind, do you? Oh, not a bit. Hey, Molly. Remember how we used to skate away from everybody else and sneak around the point and I'd kiss you? As Mr. Wimple would say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, there's a point over there to the right. <laughs>
3: Well, I must say, dearie, that you haven't changed much in all these years.
4: I haven't? No.
3: It still takes you too long to get to the point.
2: (laughs) Take a quick look around the room you're sitting in, will you? That's right. Now, since so many of you ladies are firm believers in regular wax polishing, chances are your floors, furniture, and woodwork are beautifully clean and sparkling. But if by chance you've not yet got around to the wax method of keeping house, consider for a moment how much more attractive your home could be. All through your home, there are treasures that will become even lovelier with every application of Johnson's Wax. The millions and millions of women who use this modern method of housekeeping call it protective housekeeping for three reasons. First, Johnson's Wax beautifies your home. Second, it wax protects your treasures from wear, dirt, and spilled things. And third, Johnson's Wax saves you work. A smooth, dry, waxed surface does not readily collect dust. So you have more time off to enjoy your lovelier home. Ask for a genuine Johnson's Wax, paste, liquid, or cream.
5: Well, they ought to be home any minute now. Let me see. Splints, liniment... Hot water. Bandages. Come in. Hey, what are you doing in our house, Doc?
3: We saw you through the window, Doctor. Is anything wrong?
5: Not with me. Got any broken bones? Nope. Sprains? Bruises? Torn ligaments? Frostbite?
3: Oh, no, Doctor. <laughs> Had a wonderful time and didn't even fall down once.
5: Nope. Well, how do you like that? If you aren't the most exasperating people. <laughs> Don't forget your earphones. <laughs> Good night. Good night.
3: Good night, all. <laughs>
2: This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for the makers of Johnson's wax products for home and industry, and inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.
0: Say goodbye